Rebellions are built on hope. Alberto, you're mute. You're muted. Thank you. Here we are. <laughs> and another episode of Ready Rebellion. That's why we have a co-host, so he can. So you manage me by myself here, and I was just talking, and I... then no one else hears me. So I, I kind of feel like a failure. So I was like, I'm gonna take over. And I was like, wait, how does Alberto go? Just <laughs> say it. All right, let's try this again. Welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I am your host, Alberto Calderon, who forgot to hit the unmute button. Oti, thanks for letting me know. Thanks for joining us today. How are you doing today? I see your Fallen Star t-shirt. I oh, see the Starlight I, Beacon. I, 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 it's sad, but I just love this poster so much, like how they <sighs> leaned into the Poseidon uh, yeah. adventure of it all. I really loved it. Yeah, I'm I got also well. my High Republic shirt. Oh, it's a good. little good. Uh, I'm dark in here, but I, I had the Nile one I usually use, but I was like, I, I've used that one too much. <laughs> I, I need to get another High Republic shirt also. Every time I talk High Republic, I have this red one, so I don't need another one. I have to stop also. making Mikey and Rose shirts because I'm just gonna keep buying them. <laughs> it's difficult. He's it's, it's a cool guy. Yeah. All right. As we so start. As yeah. we were talking, I watched Cocaine Bear yesterday, so I'm feeling hyped, excited. <laughs> it's funny because I know you posted late yesterday, you watched it, you really enjoyed it. I went today, the family, we went to a horse retirement place that they have here mm. in that county. One of my favorite places to go here. And there's a little trail that you go off trail. It's just mm-hmm. woods and stuff. And my wife goes, this where they film Cocaine Bear because <laughs> it just looks like that. So, okay. yeah. And... Funny story, but not really. My day started great. Go went to see some horses, which I love, and then I almost sat down into the toilet. Man, I just almost fell down. I didn't notice that both lids were up, and I went all the way to the to the cold ceramic inches from the water. I'm like, this is not the way to start the day. And I know no one wanted to hear that story, but I just had to get it off my chest. <laughs> All right, thanks everyone for being here. As always, if it's your first time joining, thank you. And make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes as we go live every weekend. And comment, leave us a comment in the chat, subscribe, all the fun stuff. And if you've been here before, thank you. Especially because, Oti, we made it 200 subscribers here on the YouTube channel. Thanks to everyone so much. This after three years, I know. <laughs> there we go. Uh, three years. It took us a little bit, but we got there. So very appreciative to everyone for supporting us throughout the the run of this show, and we'll keep doing this as you guys keep tuning in. We'll keep doing it. So thanks again to everyone. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, it is. I uh, just put it out on Twitter as just jo- as a joke. Hey, come follow, and we got about ten in about That's two a hours. Joke. Yeah, That's a joke. it's a joke. <laughs> we gotta we gotta sell it that way so we don't look too desperate. Okay, Oti, we have a couple of things to oh, go over yeah. to the. Uh, we have people in the chat. We have awesome people. Yeah, who's out we there? Have... Who's in the chat today? Uh, we have Brennan. He's out there. Hey, Brennan. Oh, hey, Brennan. 
We have Roberto. Oh, Roberto, Javi thanks for. And we have Mo. Mo. So, Thank you. Thanks crowd. everyone for being here. We're gonna have fun on this show today. A lot of stuff to talk about. And if you guys are ready, I'm not ready. Let's talk Star Wars and Star Wars news. Star Wars news. Star Wars news, and there's been a lot of talk about Star Wars Celebration, some good, some bad, but we're going to focus today on Star Wars Celebration. It's going to skip 2024 and come back in 2025. This is no speculation. It was posted on the Star Wars website. And for the most part, the fans have been okay with it. Not a lot of complaining, which is I, what I would assume. How are you feeling about this news, Soti? I don't mind. Um... I, if I'm not mistaken, I think so. Is this original like every other year? So I was this, thinking about it, but I think a couple of years ago, before COVID, I think they say it was going to be Star Wars Celebration one year and then D23 the other one, and they were going to be jumping uh, each year. And I think because of COVID, they went with both um, back to back years, but now they're probably falling back on that plan. So no surprise. Okay. Yeah. I, if they don't have anything to announce, then why do one? Like, it's, I think it's totally fine. Yeah, that's the other thing. If let's say they announce the new movies in this Star Wars celebration, it comes out in 2025, as we all kind of imagine it will, there won't be a lot of news on 2024. Maybe the shows that are called Acolyte or Boba Fett season two or something, but we don't need a celebration just for that. Wait till 2025, give us the yeah. trailer and everything for the new movie. It makes sense. And if we know for two years in advance, maybe we can plan something. And yeah, and now that I think of it, 2024 is probably going to be my wedding year. So oh, see, they're taking it off. So I think that they knew about it. Say, so Otto won't be able to oh, join. They, oh, just, oh, just pushed it. Yeah. All right. So, so 2025 Orlando. How are we feeling about that? So that's if they do 2025 Orlando, then I have two years to plan, and I'll be there regardless. Two years, I, mean, I can plan ahead. Yeah, um, I saw uh, Triad of the Force posting something that we said a while ago, but so I was celebration San Juan. Like, come there you on, go. Let's do it. I say it will, give, it will give me a reason to go visit the extended family over there. So, oh wow, Star Wars gave you a reason to come back. Home. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Alberto, finally after five years or six years, you're back in back home. Why? Well, there's Star Wars celebration. I gotta, I gotta hit the convention. I'm gonna be there. <laughs> yeah. But let's say 2025 Orlando, and we go. I don't know if I want to be trying to get on the podcasting stage. I might just want to roam around. It's the first time there. I don't want the extra pressure. I think I would. I think I would go for it. Honestly. <laughs> All right, we gotta start thinking of a. Of hey, a hey I, I can do it on my own, and you walk around. Oh right? well, screw you. One man show. <laughs> All right, we'll figure it out. If they say in a month and a half, whenever celebration is 2025, we're going to Orlando, they will start planning. Uh, I, I hope they they announced it at the end of, of I think that's what they always do, right? Like the Olympics? I, I, honestly, just... I honestly can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I just found figured out that my ceiling fan is too low. It's in the lowest speed. It's not really giving me any air, so it's going to be sweating in here today. Ooh. Yeah, it's a hot day, but all right. Star Wars Celebration 2025, we're okay with it. It makes sense. It's totally fine. 
Yeah, right. From from there, let's what jump to some Mandalorian news. We'll see. There's there's a lot of Mando talk out there this week. Uh, again, it depends how you take it. Some people took it wrong, took it too far. Others are complaining the other way. So it's a lot of stuff uh, out there right now. Where are my notes? Star Wars news. Here we go. I'm gonna ask first. And this is not confirmed. I don't know who posted this. But apparently, the premiere for season three is only going to be 35 minutes long. Let's talk about that, please. Let's talk. You want to start? I want to start. All right. So I, I just want to say I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I'm done wishing for Mandalorian to do one-hour episodes every week like mm -hmm. I was during the first season. Um, the longest episode, I think, is the Marshall up to now, the mm -hmm. season premiere for last season. Yeah. And that's honestly one of my least favorite episodes. So <gasps> Cobb Vanth. Uh, Cobb Vanth, great character. Timothy Oliphant, I hope he comes back. But that's not really one of my favorite episodes. So okay. I, I'm a firm believer that length doesn't equivalent uh, quality. So if they think the story's 36 minutes, the story's 36 minutes. Sue me. I will. The thing is, it's not 36 minutes because it's five minutes of credits. It's the first episode, so it, it, we are it, about three actually, minutes of catching us up of what it's happened. Actually, it's actually like 20 minutes. <laughs> we'll be close to like 28 to 30. And I yeah. think for a premiere, I think that's pretty low on the low end. I agree, and I have to get out of my headspace. Like you're saying, if you look on average, maybe 40 minutes at most, for the Mandalorian for two seasons. So at this point to expect them to be one hour might be a little bit far-fetched, something that me as a fan have to get over it. But again, after coming from Andor, which most episodes were over 40 minutes, we did have what? some 30, 30 minutes or something. I think one was maybe 29. That second episode was pretty short. Yeah. But all the other series that we've been watching recently have been that one hour. Not that it needs to be, but... I, I don't know. I'm a little bummed that it's only 30-some minutes. But like you said, if the story only asks for 30-some minutes, then we'll take it. We'll complain afterwards. If it feels rushed, then we'll complain. Yeah. But like, I, 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 what I just want to mention is that it's just par for the course for what Mando is. It's, it's been shorter episodes. Yeah, and I I know. We gotta should be used to that already. Where, where am I going? All right, so the second Mandalorian news I want to call to today We'll spend a little bit more time on this one. It, and this is, I think it's total film. Uh, John Farrow has been doing the rounds, doing interviews uh, in Europe, Spain, all these places over there. And he was asked, uh, the Mandalorian season four has also been confirmed. And I know you've said that you've written it. Are we getting close to an end point now? Do you have an ending in mind? And then Favreau's response has gotten a lot of a lot of talk in the Star Wars circles. And he goes on to say, no, I don't think. I think, sorry, let me start that again. He says, no, I don't. I think the beauty of this is that it's a middle chapter of a much longer story. And though we'll have resolution over time with these characters, I think that how these characters fit into the larger scope and scale, but it's not like there's a finale that we're building to that that I have in mind. Quite the contrary, I love for these stories to go on and on. And so these characters potentially could be with us for a while. And I really love telling stories in their voice. And I love the way the adventures unfold. And I'm looking forward to doing much more. 
Jotty, last week we talked a little bit about how Dave Filoni says he doesn't like hard endings, like stories to continue. I had my issues with the way that was phrased a little bit. And kind of similar here, and I see two ways. But before, I'll give you my point first, if you don't mind. I want to yeah. hear, hear yours. And again, everyone that's in the chat, let us know what you thought about these comments. I saw it two ways. One, I got a little bit of issue with it. The other way, I'm fine. Saying that he doesn't have an idea or a plan of how the Mandalorian show is going to end, eh, I think at this point you should know. If you're four seasons into writing it, you should know what the end game is for that series. Not for all the characters, but I think you should know where the Mandalorian show is going to end. For, so for that part, I'm a little bit, come on, really? Especially with all the years of there was no plan for the sequel trilogy, that was a mistake, blah, blah, blah. But then the other point where he talks about that these characters can kind of live on on other stories, I'm 100% on board with that. If The Mandalorian ends, let's say, on season in season five, and then two or three years from now on Skeleton Crew season two, they're stranded on a weird planet, and it turns out to be Mandalore, and Dean Jaren shows up, we're going to lose our mind because we haven't seen him in two years, and it kind of propels that story. So in that point, yeah, yeah, give me those characters. I don't need them to die at the end of Mando. But again, like I said last week, I don't, I hope that the Mandalorian doesn't go for season seven, season eight, it's 2030, and we're still on Mandalorian season nine. I'm like, come on, you got to end this now. So I said, end the show, but the characters can live on, on in other stories. How do you see this? Okay, um, I'm of two minds here because, and so I retweeted something I tweeted out a couple of years ago that mm-hmm. um, Faro basically had no plan for for Mandalorian, and I was like, "Oh, are we gonna complain <laughs> about this this time?" And yeah. whatever. So, um, the way I see it is like some TV shows don't really have a plan; they just keep going and they work mm-hmm. um usually this usually happens more with comedies for example that you know you can keep on going sure. and sometimes being married to a plan isn't necessarily good um for example i think uh how i met your mother is a show that suffered <laughs> from this because they had they definitely had a plan and how they wanted to end it mm-hmm. and i think those characters and the show evolved past that so when you try to bring us back to that it was like, yeah, maybe you should have improvised a little bit. So <laughs> I, I'm fine with them having or not having a plan as, as long as the story is consistent, which it has been, at, at least for me so far. Um, I, I do think he mentioned something about having little climaxes along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if you mentioned that when you read it, but I can't, I can't remember reading that. Yeah, I so, think it's... Yeah, I'm- in a different question, he says something. He wants like each episode or something to have a something to, to keep people talking. Something that happens yeah. that to keep people talking. So I, I don't really. Again, I, I don't know. Maybe if you ask him, he's like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't see him saying Mandalorian is gonna have twenty five seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I what I do think is like maybe this story is gonna have an end, but the character story is still, yeah. you know, like start like the, the original trilogy that story ended but the possibilities for luke play and han were endless and mm-hmm. we're at the same point with ray like yeah that part of the story ended but we know her journey is still ongoing and eventually we'll get that story so that's kind of the way i see it. i didn't really take that much issue with it I, I i was a little bit like frustrated with hearing like yeah we don't really have a 
plan in mind. And again, it's not about having everything outlined mm-hmm. from day one or sure. from now, but really, you guys don't know where we're going to go with this. <laughs> yeah, I read it, I don't know, like three or four times. The first time I was like, why? why? Of all the things to say, you know, <laughs> you know, you're from Puerto Rico, you know, all these things. The saying, what's the same Puerto Rico? Calladito te ves mejor, right? Calladito te ves más bonito. Yeah. The less you say, the better you look. Yeah. And sometimes like, dude, just, just promote the show. We don't need to hear all this. Because in this time frame, so much that he talks about, oh, the, the audience is intelligent. They go to YouTube. If they need to figure something out, they talk to each other. To be saying, yeah, we don't have a plan on how this is going to end. Even if it's just worded wrong, it sounds people like us are going to be spending hours talking about it. But then when it when he mentions, like you said, these characters can live on in other stories. Yes, great. That's what I want. And I'm 100% on board with that. And before we jump to the chat to see what they're saying, I wanted to end it with this because I've been complaining a little bit about Filoni and Favreau these couple of weeks, and I don't want to sound like I'm just a hater now. But... <laughs> You and a lot of people use this restaurant buffet kind of analogy with Star Wars. Uh, that, from Force Center. Yes, Force Center put that yeah. out. There's a buffet. You can pick and choose what you like. So I have my own restaurant analogy for my okay. issues with Fabron Filonets. I'm going to this restaurant, and I complain that the waiter is impolite. He doesn't treat us right. I complain about the kitchen because the food is too slow to get to us. Their service is too slow. But their food is so good, they'll keep coming back and back. So the I complain about Filoni and Favreau so much of what because of what they say, but the product that they're giving me so far with Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, most likely with Ahsoka and Skeleton Crew, has been so good that I don't care. I'll complain, I'll, but the product, that steak always comes out right. Even if it takes I, 40 minutes, I'll come back for it. You, you got me thinking. I, I always joke that I, I don't really like fast food restaurants like mm-hmm. at all, but I, I like Wendy's. I, I like a, a, a Wendy's cheeseburger. Yeah. And, you know, that's not my favorite cheeseburger. That's <laughs> not if like there are way better cheeseburgers than, I, than I've ever had. But, you know, when I want a cheeseburger, I always think of the Wendy's cheeseburger and I always <laughs> complain that it hurts my belly. It's not the best burger ever. But Hey, everyone! I'm cra- every time I'm craving a uh, cheeseburger, I think of Wendy's. So. Yeah, <laughs> it is. So that's I complain about it, but there every episode there, has been good. There so, I am doing the line. Yeah, I'll be there every every Wednesday. I'll be there. All right. So what what's in what what is the chat saying before we move on? Okay, so we we got Michael here from. Oh, to my to Michael. Hi, thanks for being here. Dale's also in the chat. Uh, so Michael says, why do people care if the content is good? Write it a season ahead. I agree. If it's okay. good. Uh, yeah. If it's good, I don't care how the sausage <laughs> is made. You don't care how that Wendy's cheeseburger is made. That's a mess. Yeah. And Dale says, yeah, watch Star Wars like you're 11 years old and don't worry about how it all works. Exactly. <laughs> don't ask how the sausage is made. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Roberto says, lie to us and have a general idea of where they're going. Yeah. And I think yeah. I'm pretty sure that they have an idea. Again, it, I complain with Filoni. Filoni thinks like 20 years ahead. I'm sure he has an idea how all this is going to I, end. It's just weird that he said, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm thinking of 
if if Kathleen Kennedy did a joint interview or something <laughs> and she got asked the question first, she probably would have been like, yeah, uh, they <laughs> and John have crafted the story mm -hmm. uh, that they know exactly where it's heading. And then John's like, I have no yeah. idea where we're going with this. <laughs> because it's the same thing for the movies. They said, we have a plan now. We know it's a five-year dedication. We have to map everything out. Hey, John, how's it going? That will figure it out. Who cares? Yeah. Um, Again, and I, I don't think a plan is necessary as long as you stay consistent with your storytelling and, and true to the characters. Mm -hmm. All right. We we'll, won't have a lot to wait to find out as The Mandalorian returns in four days. So I can't believe it's here already. It's rolled up pretty I, quickly. I, I can't believe I'm going to have to wake up early on Wednesday. <laughs> Sorry. Get a lot of sleep this weekend. Uh all right so let's jump to the other segment and there's some other celebration news i'm not gonna jump into we'll see if we get live streams well why does everyone think there's not gonna because you're not the only one who is no let's we're gonna stay here why do you <laughs> think there's not gonna be any live streams so was it that sentence i don't know article? so read pop which i'll say i don't know who the, what the hell read pop does they give tickets or live streams i don't know read pop went to say on Twitter somewhere, I guess someone asked them a question. Oh, checking, there's no YouTube live stream for Star Wars Celebration at this point. And people freaked out. Oh, that's confirmation that they won't do any okay. live streams. And that was last night around 10 o'clock or something. So I saw it this morning. So I remember but, uh, It's too far away for me to, to start speculating about that. I remember last year people were speculating that there wasn't going to be a live stream because they didn't drop the, the link for the live stream ahead yeah. of time. And we know that the opening panel wasn't streamed, but I remember that the link for the stream dropped like at the last minute. Yeah. And then we all joined. So I'm expecting it to be this. Uh, again, I've seen every Star Wars celebration for the past years on, on the stream. So if they don't stream it, I'm going to be very pissed. <laughs> yeah, uh, like a lot of us. Um, I'll say I saw someone from out there in London or England saying that also the time difference is might be an issue because I don't care. <laughs> if this, I know, excuse me, if this happens when it's, I don't know, five or six in the afternoon in England, it will be like four in the morning here. Or I don't know where. It's, it's, a, it's like a five hour difference. Yeah. So I think it depends on what time that happens over there. I always thought it was going to be earlier, like maybe 10 or 11 o'clock England, England time. They'll be like, nine or 10 here, or if it's so, two in the afternoon, it'll be 10 in the morning here, which makes sense. I know some people will be at work, but I think that's what it was when- I, I take the day 2016. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we got in 2016, we got some panels and I think it was between 10, 11, 12 in the 2016 morning. 2016 was the- Rogue One, right? Yeah, that was the one I skipped. <laughs> so I can't, I have no idea. And I, I want to say that 10, 11 in the morning, I was watching panels. Okay. Loved so it did stream. Office. It did stream last time. Yes. And I think it'll okay. be the same that we'll get those streams, but we won't get the trailers and all the big reveals that they... Which, which I'm, I'm fine. I mean, it sucks, but I'm fine with it. Like, yeah. And that's what they usually do. And again, this is in April. We're a month and a couple of weeks away. Like you said, last time it dropped that same day, the link. So that's why I'm not putting too much stock into this at this moment. <sighs> All right. Oh, so Michael got a little bit grumpy. <laughs> As someone who has been in celebration, sorry if you don't if you don't go, you miss out. I mean, yeah, uh, 
I get that. Like, I'm uh, all for people there getting exclusives, but come on, like, not. Uh, I mean, I wish I could go, but I yeah. I've, I've told you a billion times why I can't go, so it's it's hard. So uh, yeah, that's why you give us something. Yeah, 2025 Orlando gives you two years. If it's in Orlando, let me say, gives you two years to start asking for those days off, yeah. even if it's impossible. I'll tell you what: if they announce it at the end of London, I'll and it's in Orlando, I'll go straight to my company's HR portal and separate those days <laughs> for 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 yeah uh, personal days. <laughs> Yeah, and that's also during between March and May. It's a very busy time at my work. We do inspections, and that's our quarterly for the spring ones. So I got to ask for them also pretty early on. Okay. All right, so let's move to another segment. And, and that went a little bit before I want I stopped talking. Let's talk about Bad Batch episode mm. ten retrieval. Hopefully you didn't fall asleep on this one. No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> so the second part, the the group has been separated from the Marauder. They're on this planet uh, looking for Ipsion that Sid sent them, and here they're trying to find their ship. Oti, did you enjoy this episode? Was this filler? Uh, it was a you... thousand percent filler. Did you enjoy the wage theft that ten-year-olds got to live through through the bad batch? I hmm, I liked the episode. I, I I thought it felt way longer than it was. Yeah, <laughs> for at least for me, and that I was like, is this like a special forty-minute episode? I was like, <laughs> oh no, it's only been yeah uh, seventeen minutes. <laughs> uh, but. I, I, I had fun with it. I, again, I, I don't have much to say about it. Like, yeah, it, it was fun, and I, again, I like spending time with Omega, and it was a pretty Omega-centric episode. So, yeah, and it was a good episode. Nothing out of the ordinary. Uh, if you enjoyed the previous one, you probably enjoyed this one. Um, nothing. I didn't hate it. I'm not gonna say that nothing happened because a lot of stuff happened inside the show. I gave Hunter a little bit more to do. He, he had been in the background past couple of episodes, so at least he was a little bit front and center with the with the action. Uh, like like the characters, didn't like that the bad bad boss was called oh, oh my Moko. Because every time <laughs> that was a very Saturday morning cartoon guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, just stuffing his face with food. No, we don't have any food for anyone. Uh, well, again, it's an episode you could not see on the Clone Wars with Anakin and Ahsoka going to a planet and seeing that the people are being taken oh, advantage right, of. Yeah. We've seen this type of episode before, maybe not in the kind of waste there for food or whatever, but we've seen this type of episode before. Good for the Bash to get their ship back. Thanks to Gonki for being a big part of this. And he was, yeah, uh, yeah. It, again, it, it was a perfectly fine Star Wars animated show episode. Yeah. Oh, we'll see. I'm I, surprised we haven't gotten uh, like a and, half but, of the season trailer for the second part. Mm, but uh, whatever. Uh, I, I was gonna mention like saying it's filler. It's just flat out wrong because it <laughs> does move the plot forward. Yeah. It, I don't know if anyone's saying it's filler, but uh, I just wanted to mention this because you know they get their ship back. We didn't get Sid. <laughs> I, 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 
I had this funny thought of Sid arriving at the plan being like, hey, where the hell are these guys? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yes, I, moved, I moved everything to come here and get them and they're not here. Yeah, just come with the whole, whole battalion, like three battleships and everything, and they're just gone. They're it's gone. like at the end of Peacemaker when all the superheroes show up and he's already done. Ah, oh, man, just you were saying that I was going to say something. I just forgot. It was a good comment, but. Oh, sorry. I guess not. Uh, let me think. Yeah, I don't have it. All right, so let's move on. I guess to our main topic of today, which is the bad batch. It's not a main topic. That's what we just talked about. Is the High Republic phase two mm -hmm. so far? Because we're not done with the High Republic. We're getting close to the end of phase two, OT. It's been almost a year. You have the Battle of Jedi, I see Convergence, I see Path of Deceit, and then almost next month, at uh, the beginning of April, we're getting Cataclysm by Lydia Kang, and then Path of Destruction, is it? Path of Vengeance. Path of, Path of Vengeance by Kevin Scott, the great Kevin Scott, coming back to write the finale. All right, OT, we'll, we haven't talked about High Republic Phase 2 since it started. Um, you're still at the end of Battle of Jedi. It came out as an audio drama uh, last month, and they just released the script a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week. Yeah. All right, so as we jump into it, and we'll go book by book, but first, let's just write in Phase 2. We were so pumped with Phase 1. It was hitting on all cylinders, and at the end of that last book, Midnight Horizon, Yoda comes out and says, to understand what's happening, we got to go back to the past. I was so hyped for that. Like, yes, this makes sense now. It was a perfect setup. Perfect setup. Perfect setup. We go back, what, 100 years, 150 years into the past, and we get phase two, starting with Path of Deceit. But just in general, so far, your thoughts on phase two of the High Republic? I think it has been good. I don't think it has been as good as phase one. I've had a hard time connecting with the characters, mm -hmm. which means I've had a hard time reading the books. Convergence uh, <laughs> took me forever. Path of it's the Sea took me forever. Um, and now I'm going through Battle of Jedi. I did not read uh, Quest to Planet X, I think, was the first. No, Quest for yes. the Hidden City was the first mm -hmm. young reader. I have not read that one. So... Uh, I think it's kind of what when phase one started, we knew we were in the middle of an initiative that was three phases long. We didn't know yeah. how it was going to play out, but we knew we were meeting characters that we were going to be with for a while and that they were going to keep on popping up in different books. Mm -hmm. And here it's kind of different because we know phase two ends this year and phase three kicks off. So we know that as much as I like Gela, there's a, not much story I'm going to get with her for now. As much as I like um, Creighton's son, there's not much story I'm going to get with him. So I, I'm finding myself, you know, a, it's it's hard for me to connect with the characters. And it's it's not a diss against the writing of, mm -hmm. of these books, because I think they've been very consistent in the quality. But I think it wasn't maybe the best choice to say like, Hey, we're going to go back in time, but just for a little while, just yeah. for, you know, less than a year we're going to spend. And then we'll come back to the main story. I think we should have maybe spent a little more time here with, with, with this era and this moment. Cause I do think it's interesting, 
But again, and there's also been a change where these books are way more character focused than yes. the phase one book. Mm -hmm. So again, we're focusing on characters that I'm having a hard time connecting with. So I don't know. Yeah. And I, I'll echo a lot of what you said. Uh, we'll start with, yes, these are very character-driven stories. They're, there's no big overarching battle or big action that we're kind of shooting towards for. Each book is very character-driven that you need to connect with those characters. And I've connected with those characters in the books that we're at, but unfortunately for myself, this phase, each book is great individually, but as a cohesive unit, meshing with the phase one, I'm finding it lacking okay. because there's not a lot of connections between books. Now that you're in Battle of Jedi, then it connects a little bit with Convergence because it's a follow-up after what happens in Convergence. But almost nothing that happened on Path of Deceit has been brought up. Uh, Two Jedi die on Path of Deceit. A different Jedi found one of them dead, found the robe and the dust. And nothing happened with We've that. never heard the name Kefmo Sink again. We haven't heard Salamakri again. And what's the name of the Jedi that found them? Um, was that Aslin Rail? Sorry? I oh, I thought it was Creighton's son. <laughs> no. I, I double checked this morning. Okay. Jedi Knight Aslin Rail, which is at the beginning of the book and then at the end, finds yeah. the robe. We've never heard anything about it. Why? Why have we? So that's what I like. But Path of DC was a great book. I love Kefmo Sink. I love that he uh, uh, flirts with everyone. Once he meets Marda Rowe, he starts, oh, crap, what's going on? And same for Marda. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm supposed to hate the Jedi, but I feel this attraction until he uses the Force. But nothing. So that, that unison that we had in Phase 1, I'm not seeing here. So like you said, Nothing against the authors because each book has been great in, for my say, just individually. And again, we still have two books right. to go, so we'll see how they end up. And these two, we know, are going to be pretty, pretty consistent what has come before. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think I totally agree with you. And I, I'm okay, like, being patient, and but it's it's getting a little hard to connect with it. I will say that when... At the end of Convergence and getting a little bit into spoilers, when they're like, mm. "We should sign the treaty in Jeddah," I was like, "Oh, that, that's no. brilliant! That's brilliant!" <laughs> you know, it's brilliant because yeah, I, I knew the, the 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 other book was gonna be in Jeddah, so I was like, "Oh, you sneaky bastards!" Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool because and you know it's called the Battle of Jeddah, and then you jump to Rogue One, and there's the Jedi oh, yes. statues yeah. on the floor. What happened? The battle. So you know it's leading up to that. And maybe when we talk a little bit about Battle Jedi, I'll spoil a little bit for you. But so we, before we jump into the books, and this is something I might have, should have left for the end, but I'll just say now, just in case I forget. I think the biggest problem I'm having so far with this phase is that the story that they're telling, I don't think necessitated a whole phase of books to tell. If I'm going leaning that way, also. if the idea of going back to the past was just to show how the Roe family doesn't trust the Jedi and how they got their hands on the leveler. You could have do that in one book or in a comic series, which I thought the Marky and Roe comic series comic. was only two, episodes, two, two, two issues. issues. I thought that was going to be the reason why we found, no, we didn't really find anything about his past <laughs> and that he's a true Jedi. 
doing a whole face just to show, yeah, and the path of the open hands hates the Jedi, and I'm sure they're gonna kill someone in Marda's family, and she's gonna be pissed, and then it goes into whatever. You don't need it that, especially take us a year and a half away from all these other characters and story that we're all so connected to. I don't think it's the best choice. But again, it hasn't ended. We're like three quarters of the way in. So we'll see how it ends. And also, like, uh, at first I thought that maybe Convergence was going to... I thought that the Path of the Seed and Path of Vengeance were going to be like the whole Mark and Roe and how his family came to to hate the Jedi. And then I thought, okay, maybe Convergence and Cataclysm is the other one will be like the, the political background on how we got to where we are. And Convergence really wasn't that. Maybe Cataclysm will, but... Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm finding myself agreeing with you. Like, I don't think a whole phase was a necessity, but yeah, if they thought it was, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was to give the the authors enough, enough time, the original authors enough time to keep writing phase three, and then just... Because it takes a long time to write those books, and then just do something else. But let's talk about Path of Deceit a little bit. And we'll just mm-hmm. kind of go back and forth a little bit between each book. I really enjoyed Path of Deceit. Like I said, it my biggest kind of concern when Phase 2 was announced, announced and we went back 100 years, is it going to feel like the High Republic or is this going to feel totally different? And to me, it felt like perfect. This book yeah. could have been made in Phase 2 and just said, yeah, this happened like 50 years ago. It yeah. felt... Perfect. Um, Justina Ireland and Tessa Granton teamed up for this book. Also was all two authors. I haven't read a book with two authors and they were kind of, each one did a chapter and then came back to the next one. I think they were great together. The story flew perfectly. I know Convergence is a book that takes a lot of time to get through. Path of Deceit, I went through it pretty quickly. It was a great read, great characters and a story that I really enjoyed. And it was different for all the stories we were getting to kind of the last 30 pages before the leveler shows up. It was a very different Star Wars story, more of a kind of a romantic story between Kefmo and Marda. And then the leveler shows up and kills everyone. It's, I, that's like my kind of book. And I I had a hard time getting into it because of that beginning, how different Mm. it was and how it was uh, Romeo and Juliet, basically. I was like, where are we? going with this like yeah the mother's shady but these people are hippies like (laughs) where are we going with this and all of a sudden and that's why i say it's like my kind of book it just pulls the rug right under you like things happen in dalna things start happening to yana ro and her mission and it all collides into this big mess (laughs) of an ending that i just loved uh Path of the Seed has been my favorite story so far of Phase 2, and it's been one of okay. my favorite High Republic books, probably. All right. I think I lean to Convergence a little bit more okay. for this phase for different reasons, but Path of the Seed was a great start. Let's talk about the new big bad, and I think it's another, for myself, another drop of going from the Nile and Markian Row to the Path of the Open Hand and the Mother. I hate the Path of the Open Hand. And not like we're talking before about cocaine bear and so bad that it's good or whatever. You love to hate it. I just hate them because I hate cults. I've never been a part of a cult. But when you read those stories, how can people fall for this, right? It looks so stupid. But the people inside understand what happens. But it's everyone on the outside. And I won't spoil too much, but in Battle of Jeddah. No, spoil it. 
Go. Okay, when it's, we get to Battle of Jedi, we'll fault. get there. It's like, come on. I read two pages. This is a cult. Why are people falling for this? I mean, but they don't use the force. It's a cult. I know. <laughs> Dude, just don't use the force to save I, a mother and their my, babies. What did you do? Because the force needs to be free. A gift freely given. Shut, shut up. Makes no my sense. My favorite moment that made me go like, what? Was when uh, Marta finds Kevmo dead. Yeah. And she knows it was the mother. And she's like, it was the Jedi. They corrupted <laughs> him. And then in Battle, of, in Battle of Jedi, there's a moment like, he died because he used the Force too much. What? <laughs> like, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> he used the Force to save the, not the uh, uh, mother. I can't remember the, the species that had like three babies and they could oh, change. They were they, drowning. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you used the force. But, but why would you do that? Something else is going to happen. And we don't know. Oh, you died. See? The force brought balance it back. It was oh. the Jedi. They corrupted him. Like, so, Come and on, that, Marta, no. <laughs> and that's why Yana Rowe is my favorite character of that book. Because she knows. She knows everything. And she but just... That's why Marta is so dangerous. And that's why I, I, I love her. Because she... That's what the Herald says. Like, eh, this is all yes, yeah. but <laughs> she believes it. So, and it reflects our real world how some people believe some things are happening, and the people in the know, the grifters, are like, <laughs> let them have their fun because it pushes our agenda forward. So, well, that's not happening right now, can it? Is it? Yeah, I don't know. It's Star Wars. Star Wars is all fake. But again, that's why I like, dude, just because I see it in real life. I'm like, how can people fall for, fall for this? And it's like, dude, just it's so stupid. Don't believe all that. But again, that's why I like Yana, because she's like telling Mar that, dude, the mother is not what she seems. We're not. Uh, I can't. Um, what's the word that she uses when they get the artifacts, like liberating them? No, we're stealing them. We're flat out stealing and killing. I'm going to go steal something now. And Marta, Jana ret returns and she's like, uh, the mother killed my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. She killed my team. She tried to kill me. Let's get out of here. And Marta's like, mm, I no. want to <laughs> no. be a children. I wanted so bad for Jana to kill the mother. I knew it wasn't going to happen. But then the Herald, I thought he Herald, his daughter got killed. And he's like, Oh, we gotta bide our time. So we'll see. That's still going on. So we'll see. Hopefully, he's, it comes he, back. He, the Herald's like a real world politician. Like, yes, and like, you'll see in Battle of Jedi, he does something. I like. Oh, come on, you're just as bad as them. <laughs> All right. So then we jump to Convergence, and this is Soraya Cordova. Give it up for the Hispanics out there. Uh, does a great book, but this is very different from Path of Deceit. Still very character focused because Path of Deceit was Kefmo, Marda, Yana, still figuring out where their future was going to be. Mm -hmm. And here we have, um, what are their names? Siri Albani and Fantu. Fantu Zen. Fantu Zen. Similar journeys, but breaking away from what they've been told or should believe. And same with Gelanatai as a Jedi, then deciding to be a way seeker, kind of finding their own ways away from what they've been, what yep. they've grown into. So again, very character, finding their own path. I loved all that. Chapters are a little bit longer to what we're used to. So that's why it takes a little bit longer to read. Very different story. 
I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it more because we were focusing on these characters that I enjoy more. I love Gela. I want to get more with her. You know, I love my Jedi, my Jedi Wayseekers. And I love that we finally got to see the Ariano and Ariam forever war that we've been hearing for years. So it was great to, to finally see what that was all about. Uh, general thoughts on Convergence, Oti. I, I like Convergence. I, I, it's probably one of my least favorite High Republic books, but I still like that. I, I like what the book had to say, especially to what you were going with, that we don't necessarily have to follow in mm-hmm. what came before. We can carve our own way forward. Yeah. Uh, I love the character of Gela. I, I'm still wishing her and and Axel get together because that had me like throughout the whole book. Like, come on, just make out. Yeah. <laughs> so, They're so, coming back. Cataclysm is coming yeah. back. Yeah, and I, I think Pontu is in the cover of that one. So mm-hmm. we'll see because how he, his own story ended. I was like, wait, what? So, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I liked it. I, I have a similar issue to it than I had with. Um, what was the second young adult book? The one Justina wrote? Out of the Shadows. Out of the Shadows. I thought these two books had cool ideas and, and great themes, but they were like constantly hammering them home. And I, I, I was like, this book could have been a little bit shorter. And yeah. Caught on different examples to prove your, your thesis statement for yeah, the yeah. themes. Because constantly, like going back to people who don't believe in the in the truths and the and the, I was like, how many people do we have to meet to you know? I don't know. It for me, it was a little bit longer than it had to be, but it was still a good, it was still a good book with great Star Wars moments. In it. Yeah, um, I hadn't thought about it that way, but you're absolutely right. I said here when I did my review of Out of the Shadows, it goes on a little bit too long and repeats some of the same beats. And you're right, this one, how many it times does? Same. Does someone need to say, I don't believe in this marriage, we're gonna attack and you gotta fight? It does that a lot of times. So I do understand what you're saying. Uh, there's a lot of twists and turns here, maybe yes. one too many. But, but it, it, it it had me on the edge of my seat. Yeah. When when it's revealed that Axel's working with the mother, I literally set up was like, What? Yeah. <laughs> was the chorus and prince, Axel Greylark, which everyone that ships people love shipping him. He's a he's a great character because you don't know he, he was good. I, I, did, I, I found him a little bit annoying at the beginning, but I, I, I grew which to is, like him. But it should be. That's yeah. what's the point. But because you don't know, because halfway, you're, yeah, yeah, he'll turn good. And then, no, actually, he won't. No. Is he telling the truth? And he's doing this fighting pit and throws Gale out in this barbarian battle pit. Um, and I like that he does a good thing to rescue her, but he's not necessarily yeah. redeemed. Mm-hmm. He's, he just has the hots for her. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> And I get Jedi, kill my father, so I gotta hate them a little bit. Yeah. I I will say I it reminded me of watching Pirates of the Caribbean, the third one. Mm-hmm. Uh the wedding during a battle. That was very cool. Yeah. How, and, and them ending the wedding, it's like, let's go fight. And Siri lo- jumps into a ship and here we go. Yeah. Um, I love that they kind of played around with the idea of these arranged marriages. Because you expect that to be from their parents to say, oh, I want you to marry them and then, but no, it's I, them. I love that. And I that it came that. from her to say, the only way we're going to be able to put a, an end to this, if, if we just forget about the war, our people are suffering on both sides, let's just get married and figure it out. 
And the other guy, Fantus, like, okay, let's give oh. it a shot. And it looks like they fall in love. It's not just they're going to break up or whatever. But I, I did enjoy that little play on it. Sarita tried to do the I love you, I know, when they get married. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm in love with you. And she's like, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Shiri Alborani is a great character. I loved her. I, she's from the very, She's awesome. All right, and we saw a little bit more how the Republic works with two chancellors. We have Chancellor Moto that wants to be the face of the Republic. It was me who ended the war and brought them into the Republic. And then you have Chancellor Grey, like just, I want to just be on Coruscant, deal with the politicians. Yeah. What, what are you doing there? They got to resolve their own problems. Yeah. So I like seeing that and see how it plays going forward. It's going to be it, interesting. I, I would like his. I would like to say if we see the end of that in phase two, I hope so. But yes, and I'll I'll tell you in Battle of Jeddah, we still don't know. So hopefully okay. for the for the last two, that comes back into play to see because I don't think that's gonna end well for one of them. No, and they don't really get along that well. They're, they're, no, it's no, just you a don't show. trust me. And so. I think no, no, no. So but right. that, that was interesting and, and seeing like Iram and Aaron all being like, hey, we don't hate the Republic, but we don't want to join you. Yeah. I mean, it's as colonies, we've said this before. It's like, eh, we've been through that. And Aram and Aaron are like, you can help us, but then you can leave. leave. So just to end, do you think, because this book, not that it ends, but we find out that the one of the rulers, I think of Aram, I forget the name, Fantus Mother, is has worked with the path of the open hand provided them with this poison from the from the scorpions to do this poisonous gas is this the same gas that the nile use the the i i can't remember the name but interesting i i didn't really think about this uh the war cloud war cloud yeah uh i don't know hopefully that's that's yeah. a cool catch actually i'm gonna say yes because I, yeah, why would it be there? Well, they have this weird poison that makes you gag, and yeah, I think it's I, the same. I I love, by the way, that relationship. How she started the she started accepting the mother's help because it was a gift freely given, <laughs> until suddenly it wasn't. <laughs> yep, nothing is free. And also, man, the path of the open hand. The thing when the path of the open hand was revealed. Not revealed, but mentioned when phase two was announced, and they said there's a new cult or a new group out there that views the force different than the Jedi, the Sith. I was over the moon. This is what I want. Give me someone else that uses the force differently or views the force differently. And then I didn't like the what oh, we got. I I like them. I, I again I don't like them, but I <laughs> like them as an antagonist. All right, I'm okay with them. I okay. don't. I know the hundred percent on board. They're, they're basically. The Nile Jr. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's why. I grew I grew too accustomed to the Nile. Okay. But every time I hear that a gift freely given, I do enjoy that. Because it's not. It's not well, freely given. Not we know there's this. something behind it. All right. Battle of Jedi. Oti, I did the audio book. The audio Battle of Jedi. Thanks. Uh, I, um, quick quick story. I, I told yeah. you. Um, I, I got the, the hardcover this week. And when I ended Convergence, I was like, okay, I got to get into Battle of Jedi. And totally forgot it was an audio <laughs> drama. I started reading it. And like, it's a weird format. Yeah, like, that's what makes it so weird. Like, I started reading the script, and I was like, yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, 
wait, I have this on Audible. <laughs> oh, I, 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 again, rough weeks at work. It's uh, my brain yeah. is working like at a fifty percent capacity. <laughs> we'll get. We'll let you be. Uh, so Josh Mann writes Josh this, Mann. and like you, like you mentioned, a veteran from Star Wars stories. Uh, like you mentioned, Convergence kind of ends saying, oh, we're going to Jeddah to sign this peace treaty. It's not going to go well. Um, I really enjoyed this. It might be my least favorite of the phase so far. Okay. Which, I don't know. It's difficult to rank these books, at least for myself. But it's a great story, especially in audio format, audio drama, because you have all the different voice casts, which all do a great job. Creighton's son has this very deep, booming voice. And Ada Forte kind of brings him down. Cilantra mm-hmm. show, come on, I love her so much. And the droid, if you hear the the droid, C, CP3 or something mm-hmm, like that, mm-hmm. he's I, annoying at first. Okay. Because he just talks in all these Jedi proverbs. But by the end of it, I love the character. And I think in audio format, it might work better than just reading it. But in yeah. audio, he works great. They say something that he only speaks in religious proverbs yeah. or something yeah. like that. I can't remember the exact phrasing. I found that funny. Yeah, because at the end, it kind of starts. It gives you those great Star Wars quotes that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, a good story. Um, I like the character of Creighton's son. Cylandra show, I love. I think she shows, showed up either on the comics or maybe on... I have uh, not read the comics. Uh, I haven't, but maybe she was on Quest for the Hidden City. I know she's been on somewhere before, but this is okay. the first time that I've read her. I loved her from the moment she showed up. Um, again, it's... I, I think it's the ending. I was like, uh, I don't know. I, I want to ask you a question, because I, I remember when Tempest Runner came out, I loved reading it. and But at the end, I was like, was this necessary? Because the book ends in the same place where it begins like yeah you don't really have to explain much of what happened there to carry on the story because lorna the ends in the same place does it have does the same thing happen here or does this story have more lasting impact on what's no it has a very lasting impact oh what happens here should throw us straight into cataclysm Mm -hmm. so it's not that um tempest runner was just a lorna d story like you say, it doesn't move the actual phase one story forward. But if you like the character, then it's like, I love that book just because I, I no, really I like enjoyed it. it. I like it. Yeah. And this book, like I said before, that I've been missing that connection between the faces, like I said, or between the books. This one works great or works pretty good with Convergence, but it's a great setup now for Cataclysm. Okay. Because finally, by the end, the Jedi like, maybe the path of the open hand is not as good as they've been saying. I think we need to to check on them because Maybe. they've been involved in everything. So, so finally, they're starting to see what happens. And Gela Nata is a little bit in this book, kind of in the background. And yeah, she said, she, oh. Yeah, well, up to wherever she had been there a couple of times. Yeah, and she said, OK, I got to go find this Axel Greylock guy and see, see what he knows about the path. So that's where oh, they're going to okay. come back. Okay. And they're hopefully going to kiss in that book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, OK. Yeah, because at the end of uh, the epilogue of uh, Convergence, he's like, can't stop thinking about her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's such a loser. Uh, he's on the hook, like they said in he's How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Um, I, I had another question. For, oh, okay. So you keep talking about how it connects to Convergence, but um, 
from what I had read so far, it was also bringing in elements from Path of the Seed. Do they like stop at some point and like sticks closer to convergence or? What I mean that it kind of brings convergence into this is because it's the follow up to oh they they're married yeah. but there's not that piece is not official. We gotta sign this treaty. But like you said, that a lot of the time in convergence is seeing how all these people still don't believe in the marriage or in peace. That plays a big role here. There's a yeah. lot. If, there's a lot of times that oh, we're gonna sign that peace treaty. There's a bomb in here. Oh, we gotta pull back. And there, it's the Jedi's fault. It's this guy's fault. Okay, yeah. we're gonna do this. Oh no, this person died. Santeca, I love you. Sorry, he's gonna die. <laughs> this Anteca is gonna die. And who's gonna replace them? The Graf guy, because this Anteca and the Graf has been at war more than yeah. Aram and Erano. And then they're working with the path of the open hand and the mother. So that comes into play. Okay. So, and that's cool, but it kind of happens too often that we're ready to sign. No, we gotta postpone. Just sign the freaking document. And they <laughs> tell you so much, so I... many. Go ahead. No, 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 no. finish, finish. You, I'm sure you've read it already. They tell you so many times that, oh, it doesn't matter what these ambassadors want. The the king and queen already said that it's going to happen, so they have to sign. You know they're not going to sign. Something's going to happen. I So do they sign the treaty at the end? They don't sign the treaty. They? They're still at war? Yes. Oh. Because the ambassador to Aram, I think it is. Let me see if I put it on my notes. Yeah, the ambassador Syrax of Aram, he didn't want peace. He was there. Okay. He, he brought his fleet for a reason. And when the bombings happened, he's into in on this. He's okay. on it with the Graf guy that replaces the Santeca. So they didn't want peace. And he's like, I don't care what they say. They don't know what they're saying. Peace is not going to happen. So, so no, they don't sign the treaty. It's going to be like a civil war. Yes. And because we know, but in phase one, they're still fighting. So we know it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Interesting. I, I just wanted to mention that they did like this Marvel thing that usually after an Avengers, there's another big threat. And mm -hmm. you're like, where are the other Avengers? <laughs> oh, they're off doing something. Yeah. And they did the same thing here because I don't know if they come to Jeddah later. But Fantu and I was like, aren't Fantu and Shiri gonna show up? This is kind of like a big deal. And they're like, no, they're at the reconstruction efforts. And yeah. like, was that more important than this? It's important because they're not there to be able to say, no, you gotta sign. So they never show up. And I think at the beginning they say, oh, the communications yeah. are shut. We can't get in touch with them. That's it's, still happening. So they it, don't know what's happened. Right. Yeah, every time I do. I, I get a little bit annoyed when this happens, but it's mm -hmm. like they're not there because the script can't yeah. have it have them there. <laughs> so that's basically it. Um, the communications are bad everywhere. They're able to get communications to Kurosand. And so the Battle of Jeddah starts. I'm going to spoil part of it. Yeah, for, yeah, for ahead, so the battle starts. And I hate the way that it started, but it, it goes back to the path of the open hand saying, They've been there for a couple of months. There's a lot of forced sex out there, which I love getting to learn a lot more about each one. That was great. And the path wants to be the new one to join this convocation yeah. of the force. And they're not allowed in. They tell uh, the herald goes in and he's told no. So he walks out and just starts blabbing 
from some steps. Oh, the convocation doesn't want us here. They're evil. Everything that happens has been their fault because the Jedi are here. And then the whole of Jedi believes it. And they go to war against the Jedi because one guy said that they didn't let him in. And I'm like, no, this makes zero sense. <laughs> and that's why I say, why are people following the path of the open hand? Because what they say makes no sense to get so I, many people riled up. I mean, I, I literally just started the book a couple of days ago, but it's, uh, they do like show you that the Jedi are kind of like the lesser of the groups there. Like mm. people don't really think that much of them. So, but that changes when you oh, get okay. more with the will, the guidance of the oh, wheels. The and I think that Church of the Force are the other ones. And they start working with the Jedi. But there's something happens. I don't know if you've been where some dogs get loose. No, are you gonna? So, the path of the open hand is there with some of their kids and some other people because they're getting ready for this big celebration. There's a vendor there with some, I don't, maybe Corellian hounds or something. Okay, okay. And they told you, don't mess with the dogs because they're they're dangerous. Well, the kid goes and opens it, and they go they go on a rampage. And of course, they blame the Jedi because this happened when the Jedi were the here. Jedi. But the path of the open hand came back to help a little bit. Oh no, they're the saviors. So, but also I give it because the Jedi are not supposed to intervene. They're just they're kind of as peacekeepers. So they're trying not to intervene and show their hand. I don't know. To me, it's just how can people believe everything the path of the open hand says? But by the end of the book, I mean, the the leveler shows up. Oh, I'll, <laughs> I'll give you one. He doesn't kill the no Jedi dies here. Oh, okay. by the path by the path by the leveler. Cylindra show gets close because she starts feeling cold and something's happening. I'm like, no, don't kill her. She gets out of there. She's like, eh, okay. this doesn't feel good. And yeets it out. So thank you, George Man, for not killing Cylinder. <laughs> so I'll be interesting to see your thoughts on it once you finish. But it's a good setup for what's coming now with Cataclysm, because now the Jedi know. And it's all leading to Dalna, because they now know that the path originally. Do the Jedi know about the leveler, by the way? Or no? no. Oh, they okay. know that there is something wrong. Okay. Because I think in con earlier in this book, when things are going wrong and Cylindra show shows up, she goes to investigate because Creighton's son and Aida Fortes inside there with Adam and Erono, they need to stay away from the investigation. Okay. So that's why Cylindra's there and she goes to visit the mother yeah. and and uh, the path. Mm -hmm. And when she's in the, I don't know what the name is, on the little cave when the mother is, she feels cold and something, she feels sick basically. Okay. And then, but she gets out of there and later in the book, she starts feeling the same. And then she kind of, okay, this is the same feeling I had when I was with the mother and the path of the open hand. There's something going on with them. At the end of the book, the leveler is running wild on Jedi. I don't think they caught him. So, Oh, um, my God. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's wild. <laughs> maybe Saw Guerrero keeps them <laughs> yeah, generations later. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll see what happens. Okay. Once you finish, just let us know your thoughts real quick on it. And then Cataclysm looks interesting because... We'll get Gail and Natai again. We'll get Axel Greylock. And also, I believe we'll get Fan 2 and, yeah. and Siri again. I'm, so I'm excited for Path of Vengeance. I, I think that's going to be the That's going to be the to, one. To, to Marta. So let's see. Yeah. She's the cover. Very creepy looking. <laughs> very creepy. With some levelers on the side. 
Uh, Kevin Scott has become one of my favorite Star Wars writers. So I'm very, very pumped for that one. All right, so that's the High Republic phase two so far. So it's been a good phase individually. Each book has been pretty good. interesting, but I'm missing my guys, my Jedi, my Nile. I'm missing everything from phase one. Hoping phase two picks it up a little bit. Yeah. Again, it, again, it hasn't. It has not been bad. It. I think it just needs a little bit more of a. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully we'll get that uh, beginning of April when Cataclysm shows up. All right, Ote, and with that, we jump to another section of our show where we don't talk about Star Wars, we talk about something else, and it is a world between fandoms. That's it. You're going to play it? I can't hear it. Nah, doesn't sound like good. Yeah, you're going to plug that. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we got episode, what was it? Episode seven or episode six now? Of episode seven. Episode seven. Mm. What we got? Like two more? Two more to yeah. go, I think? No, wait. This was six. We have two more. Six. Okay. Oh, three more. Three more. Yes, nine. So The Last of Us. I told you, I tweeted it out. I think it's my favorite episode so Me far. Too. Me From too. From beginning to end. Um, we start... And we'll, I don't know how we're going to talk about it. It just starts very fun, very entertaining. Those, these... those first 16 minutes of the story were new. The, okay. The, so that, the book. The, that uh, I guess, the Native couple. American couple there, he comes back with the two rabbits that he hunted. You got him so, there? So. Oh, there's Ellie. <laughs> I love them. I love everything that they did. I love their tone. Yes, I made him soup. Why? Because it's cold. He didn't shoot me. I got eyes. Do you tell him the truth? Are you telling me the truth? Yeah. I, I just love them. Their demeanor was great. It it was awesome. I, <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, I I was laughing and Joel trying to play it cool and Ellie's like, can I come down now? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, say we just go throughout the whole show. She doesn't, not that she doesn't respect him, but she's not going to just stay back because he said so. And Ellie's stealing the rabbits when they leave. <laughs> like, she's for she's no took reason. one. Yeah. It's like, just leave it. Ah, he can hunt. Oh, sorry. Oh. And also when she says, oh, just teach me to hunt then. And he's like, you'll be, hunt- you'll be fine with the hunting. It's just that like cleaning up part. When it comes back at the end when he's showing her how to use the rifle, which is not that good, but it comes back. But that scene with the dog, once they reach the river, come on. I was I know she's not gonna die there. But like, what nervous. the hell is gonna I was pretty nervous. Did something from the game? I, I should start because we always start. How close was this to the game? Was it okay? Okay, so it it was it's funny because it was very close, it was basically same things happened but the setting was different and the setting was different because we never go to jackson in the in the game we go to jackson in the second game but in the first one we see it in the distance they talk about it they're like oh yes you can come and they're like no we gotta go so that was in that sense it was different but basically the same points happen the show gives you a little bit more context to everything in Mm-hmm, sure. For example, in the game, when Tommy and Joel talk, he's like, "You have to take her because this is not what he says, but it's basically a sentiment. I'm the older brother, and you have to do what I say." 
There's not okay. this whole thing of uh, he he does t- because that conversation with Ellie is basically the same as in mm-hmm. the game, but he he doesn't open up to Tommy in the same way he does here, and uh, so that was I, I like that they did that here. Um, another key change that has me like going crazy is in the game Tommy and Maria never have a son or baby okay and that throws me off thinking of how the second game um plays out because as I've mentioned Tommy is very important in this in the <laughs> game I'm like how is everything gonna happen with this thing here so <laughs> We'll see. All right. We'll go. Let me say before we keep going. Roberto has to leave. Thanks for joining us, Roberto. We are all the way from Britain. Dr. Matt Studio, thanks for joining us. Hopefully, things are doing great over there. He's saying he's caught up with the Bad Batch. We talked about the Bad Batch a little bit earlier. We're kind of finished our Star Wars talk, talking a little bit about The Last of Us now. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Matt Studio. Um, so, I'll say. That scene that you said that's not on the, in the game was my favorite scene in this whole episode. That talk between Joel and Tommy, both of them. The first one that they have in this little diner, um, actually in the bar, when he's trying to tell him why he needs help, and Tommy's um, Tommy's like, "I'm gonna have a kid. I can't deal with it." He's but at the end, it. yeah. But the ending when he's trying to fix his shoes, and he, because Joel, you can say is the epitome of toxic masculinity right he's the alpha he's the the hunter he kills people he does so for people out there that likes this persona he's their go-to to now be so vulnerable with your own family because you can be vulnerable with strangers you're not gonna they don't know your baggage to be that open with your brother to say i'm not the person i was before i came here to save you when actually i need your help i almost got killed twice she saved me I'm gonna get her killed. I failed my daughter. I'm gonna fail her. Every night that I wake up is because I failed my daughter. And someone that's getting older, like myself, I need to get my eyes checked to see if I need glasses. I cannot relate to that. When he said, I'm not the guy I was five years ago, I would have killed that kid. And then she had to say me. That vulnerability I showed there, and that's why people have been praising Pedro this whole week, was my favorite scene so far in the season. So I'm glad that they went that route instead of what you said, oh, I'm the bigger bro- the older brother, you have to do as I say. So I love that whole scene. Yeah, I, I really like, again, that they hammered home to that because in the game, all we get is that line where he tells Ellie, like, I trust him more than I trust myself or something. That's mm-hmm. all we get. So I did love that. And again, it's Joel's this person who's constantly complaining about having to save everyone. But he loves to save everyone. <laughs> he he loves being that person and being that yeah. guy. So um, again, uh, I I'm I'm really loving what the show is doing with him and further fleshing out his issues. <laughs> yeah, and then from with Ellie, we see she. I love also as we saw as soon as Joe sees Tommy, and I love the way he just yelled his name. I had that have that embrace at that point ellie knows that she's been replaced basically like uh he found his brother because you can see it in her eyes what am i gonna do now and she's been asking through the whole episode what what are you gonna do what after gonna this do? 
Because she knows she's, she doesn't have anyone. As soon as he connects with Tommy, she's like, I'm screwed. I've been replaced. What am I going to do now? Then her walls go up, right? When every time someone is asking her something, she's just biting back. Yeah. But slowly she starts opening up to everyone. That girl that's looking at her. I want to mention, by the way, that's probably Dina. And that's a name. How would Marty McFly say? You guys aren't ready for that, <laughs> but you're going to love it. Just throwing it yeah. out there. All right. Yeah, I've seen a few, a few tweets from people. So I have f fleshing out my own ideas or how that's gonna play. But uh, again, not, there's no confirmation that's her. But most it, likely. Uh, uh, yeah. All right. So the big scene, word for word, taken from the game when. <laughs> Go ahead. When Joel goes to tell Ellie that he's pawning her on Tommy. Yeah, it's uh, they recreated the room. They're dressed very similarly, and they took out my favorite line from that dialogue in the in the game, but it still works. But man, just a powerful, powerful scene. They're they're basically fighting about their feelings about each other. Yeah, and it's I always say that they're the same person, and they basically yeah. are. They're closed off to the world except for each other and the only way they know how to express themselves is just screaming at each it's other <laughs> yeah uh, it was a great scene and it's i tweeted it out a few days afterwards that pedro pascal has been get, getting all the praise and it's deserved praise because he's been killing it bella ramsey deserved the same amount of praise for her portrayal of ellie and just that little scene the way her voice changes when she's just pushing back i, I just feel safer with you, no one else. And like everyone that I've loved or had a connection with has either died or left me except you. And now you're leaving. It's like, ugh, heartbreak. And we're, yeah, you're not my daughter. I'm not your father. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? But then Pedro Pascal has these roles down. Yeah, he's, he's like, a, uh, he's a sweetheart. He uh, is. I've been I, trying to steal this source for 30 minutes and I couldn't. I love that neither here in the game they show you his turning around mm -hmm. in the game he kind of looks at her and he, he sees she's disappointed but it's like very quick the the turn is very quick and here they played it out the same way so yeah. i like i like that i love that he gives her the choice like yes hey and she's the minute she's like i'm giving you a choice boom, boom. no <laughs> let's go yeah i loved it i I expected it to happen, but I didn't expect it to happen that fast. Okay. But I love that he said they wasn't, oh, I changed my mind and coming. It was, you deserve the choice. And like you said, she didn't even have to think about it. Boom, let's go. Let's go. Poor Tommy is ready to go. And he said, oh, okay, I guess I'm staying. Tommy's like, Maria's <laughs> going to kill me. Yeah, I thought it was going to be Maria that was going to be on this table. When they stop, I'm like, okay, okay I guess Maria's here and found out. I know when I saw Joel, I'm hmm, interesting. Maria, you'll see when we get to what the second game is, but Maria's a woman with an attitude, so <laughs> uh, you don't want to mess. And it, it, they skipped that bit here, but in the game, when Tommy's like, why are you going to take her? And he's like, oh, because I'm afraid of Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I would, too. Um, all right, but they head out to Colorado, Boulder University or East Boulder, and hell, she goes down. Let's say uh, it. I I had people texting me like because we get that montage of them, you know, bonding, and yeah, I, I love how 
quick that switch it is when they finally open up about each other they're mm-hmm. they, they, they don't yeah. mess around they're the she's like leaning against him and he's teaching her they're talking like if they've, they've been best friends forever i i really love how they just let their guard down and yeah. just interact with each other which again it needs to happen for the ending to work yeah because if they were still at odds or with those walls up it doesn't have the same impact and we yeah. can just jump there. It's he gets stabbed with a broken bat and yeah. Can no, but what I was saying, like people were texting me, like this is too happy. What's gonna happen? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was yeah. eventually gonna happen. I've yeah. always had the fear that they're gonna be separated at some point. Every episode, I've been waiting. Okay, someone's gonna be taken, and it's gonna happen. Blah. I hate this, just cause anxiety. But this was different. I assume, I'm going to say before, because I said on prior episodes how I kind of fell off from uh, The Walking Dead, because a lot of it seemed repetitive. If this was The Walking Dead, as soon as you get to this town in Colorado, they would find out that the town is not what it seems. They they're had, cannibals. Yeah, they're cannibals, and they have some clickers in the bag that they threw people. It's like, no, it's a very peaceful and- place. Uh, yeah, thank you for saying that because I've had people text me like, "I don't trust those people in Jackson. I don't trust Marianne." Like, you should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and Jackson, I'm glad that we did. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but the ending. Uh, they're in. They got to the the fireflies. They're gone. I guess they go, they went to Utah. We gotta keep pushing. Um, all the fireflies are going to Utah. All of them. Yeah. This is important because in the game they don't say this and things that happen later, this makes a little more sense. All right, Utah. I almost went to Utah this past November for a work conference and then mm-hmm. they canceled it and it was virtual. Which I'm not a fan of virtual conference, but... No, it's boring. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to Utah. But I love that the first thing that Ellie says is, if you leave me, I'm booped. Yeah. And then again, as someone that hasn't played the game... When Joe falls off that horse, just bleeding, it's not like there's a hospital nearby or someone to help him. I don't know. He could die. Is it too early for him to die? I want to say yes. Don't say anything. I can't remember what happens. I'll say these. This this next episode is going to be interesting, but these. This is one of my. This is one of my favorite parts of the story. Okay, it's going to happen now. Again, and I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Um, I love every episode so far. And I, I was like, oh, as soon as I see the preview for the next episode, I'll know. But I love that next episode. It's then a flashback to I'm guessing how Ellie got beat the first time. So I love it that is. we're still not it getting is. that reveal. It's, I'll say this. It's interesting because we got that story a couple. I don't, I don't know if it was like a year after the game came out. They released like this. Oh, additional chapter. And okay. it takes place right at this point, but we played it later. So it's interesting they're shoving it here now because it's going to have to make all of you wait to know, know what happens. Yeah. All right. So, again, a great episode. I love everything that we've seen from this series. That We keep calling it. Everyone keeps calling it a zombie show. But like you said, it's not a zombie no, show. Zombies. And there were zero zombies. And it probably the, the best episode so far, at least for myself. I, I love this episode. I Yeah. I was not expecting it to. I, I was not expecting this part to be my favorite episode, but so far it's been. Yeah. All right. With that, we bring an end to our talk on The Last of Us and a world between fandoms. And also, we'll bring an end to our show, Oti, next week. 
The Mandalorian season three comes back. We'll have a lot to talk about it, apart along with the Bad Batch. And I'm sure more news about Shower Celebration as we get closer. But as we start saying our goodbyes, thank you to Dr. Matt Studio for being here, Roberto, Michael from the 2 Met 2 Network, and Dale, and of course, Mo oh. and Brennan. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Otis, right there in your name, but where can people find you? You can find me over at Twitter and Instagram and Hive, apparently, at EP Star Wars, whatever it says down there. Yeah. Hive, Hive's still around. I still go and check it once in a while. I forget to promote the show there, but we're there also. Thanks for joining us at Radio Rebel Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Radio Rebellion Podcast at .com, whatever you can find <laughs> our website. There's WordPress.com because I have the free version. Well, you'll find there are longer reviews of all the books. Um, and also, you can find our long our episodes there also if you miss anything. Well, thanks for joining us today. We'll be back next week, like I mentioned, talking about The Mandalorian, Season 3, Episode 1, and everything else. So thanks for joining us. Now, a great Star Wars Saturday. Stay safe. Be safe. And may the Force be with you.